Today I'll continue teaching on living in your destiny, but first let's pray. And as we were praying um, before the, the start of this broadcast, uh, my wife and I were praying, and uh, my wife had a picture of uh, somebody bouncing around on a, on a high diving board. And we really sense that um, there are some people here listening to this broadcast who, and you, it's like you've been bouncing around and you know that God has got something uh, awesome for you to do, uh, to do with your calling, to do with stepping out. And you're bouncing around uh, on the diving board and you're getting ready to go, but, but um, there's quite a lot of fear and apprehension and and um, there's a beautiful deep pool in front of you. Um, and, and the Lord would just say, look, just jump and I'll be with you. And, um, and uh, so I hope that's an encouragement to, to, uh, to some of you. Also, I felt um, in my own spirit that uh, there was some here who you feel like you're just wading through treacle right now. It's like, it's like you wake up in the morning and you feel this heaviness on you. Um, and you feel like uh, that you really want to get going and get doing things, but there's kind of like a, a lethargy or a tiredness, and you're, you're really battling this. And So I just want to pray particularly for you and for this message as well. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those who are uh, really um, on the verge of stepping out, Lord. I ask for that you'd give them faith and courage right now. Lord, that you'd just give them the boldness just to step out in you, and I thank you that you are partnering with them in their calling, Lord, to take the next step of faith. And, and I pray also for those of, uh, who are struggling with um, heaviness or even depression, Father, or, or um, uh, just a sense of lethargy and tiredness, maybe um, chronic fatigue, Father. So in the name of Jesus, I break the power of chronic fatigue. I break the power of heaviness. I command the spirit of heaviness to just lift off you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you'll clothe these guys with garments of praise, Lord, that a, a spirit of lightness would rise up in them, spirit of joy, a spirit of, um, of uh, anticipation, Father, uh, that they would be able to um, overcome this lethargy, Father, and that strength would rise as they wait upon you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, would you just... Um, cause these words that um, this teaching this morning lord to come and would you bring spirit and life to it would you change our lives lord would you um, thrust us into the the next stage of of our calling the next stage of who we're becoming in christ lord if there are those who don't know you yet i pray that you'd really touch their hearts and you reveal jesus and what you've done on the cross for them father in the name of jesus thank you lord Okay, um, well, some of you maybe uh, have listened to me for the very first time, so I'm going to do uh, just a quick recap of, we've done two sessions on living in your destiny, and, um, uh, and what we've been saying is this, that God has a plan and a calling that he infused into your life when you were conceived in your mother's womb, and that God is intentional and, and passionate about you becoming everything that you are called to be in Christ. 
and that um, Jesus living in you activates your future, activates your destiny, activates your calling, and um, awakens the dream that God has for you, awakens your own dream, your own dream that is in you um, from birth. And last week we talked about the, the wrestling between our old identity and our new identity, that when we come to Jesus, um, the scripture says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So we have a new nature and a new identity in Christ. But that old identity, sometimes the deception of it begins to rise up as well. And there's like a wrestling match going on sometimes within us. Um, sometimes it's between um, the flesh and the spirit. Sometimes it's between sin and righteousness. Sometimes it's between um, our, our, our new um, future, which is rising up, which is a part of our, our calling uh, and the old broken past that we have. And so these things are wrestling on sometimes and there's a bit of a battle going on inside of us. And, and um, we talked about the life of Peter. And this study is, is um, we've just used Peter as an example because there's a lot of uh, teaching in the Gospels about the life of Peter and how Peter developed his character, how he awakened the dream inside of him and how he changed to become um, the apostle, the mighty man of God, the mighty leader that we see in the book of Acts, and, and the change of, of living with Jesus for three years as he um, walked about doing his ministry um, changed Peter. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about that and how um, Jesus changed Peter and how he developed his, his calling and how he put him through something which I call the school of the spirit. And the school of the spirit, or the school of the supernatural, is, is a school of the kingdom of God rising up in us. It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's like going to, to Bible college, but it's uh, the Bible college of life. And it's the Bible college of life that the Holy Spirit... Um, sets up things in our lives, situations and people um, and challenges and tests in order that we might be uh, grow into the man or the woman of God that God has called us to be. And so, uh, and God does this with every single born again believer. He has a plan for every single born again believer. Um, he has a plan for every person indeed. And, and, and he will set up these challenges, faith tests and challenges um, to do with our calling, but also to do with our character, because our character needs to match up to the size of our calling. So if we have the bigger the calling we have, the, the more tests in our character so that our character can handle the pressures of, of the fulfillment of our calling. And so Jesus took Peter in, uh, we mentioned one of the tests uh, last week about Peter walking on the water. And Peter had this challenge of walking on the water. It was a challenge of, of faith. It was, it was a challenge of trust uh, where Jesus taught Peter how to step out of the boat, the comfort of the boat, 
into the um, unknown territory of walking on the water. And in this, this little um, test that he had, which was a really big test in many ways, um, Peter learned to trust Jesus. He learned that Jesus could do absolutely anything, and he is to be trusted. You know, God has total confidence in his word. He has total confidence in everything that he said about you. He's totally confident that when he says something, it will happen. You know, God said in, in the very beginning of the Bible, he said, let there be light. And there was light. And the spirit and the word came together and produced light. And God had total confidence that light would be produced because he said it. And God created the whole universe and he created mankind, human beings. And he has total confidence that when he says something, it will happen. You know, it says in Hebrews um, chapter 1 verse 3, it says that the, the whole universe is held together by the word of his power. You know, God does not have a confidence problem about his, his word. And so when he says something, it will happen. Um, you know, he, he's not sending angels to check that um, the galaxies are, are uh, not going to crash into each other, that the solar systems are going to work properly. You know, God doesn't doubt that. He just has total faith that when he says something, it will happen. So, so, and it's the same in your life. When God speaks something into your life, it has eternal life. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. In other words, the physical universe will pass away one day. It may be in, in a billion years' time. I don't know how long it will be, um, you know, but there will come a day when this universe, this physical earth, this physical universe will pass away. But the words that God has spoken about you and into your heart and into your life will never pass away. They are eternal. They have eternal qualities in them. They have um, eternity written in them. And you have eternity written in your heart. And so these faiths, these tests, and these um, exploration of your calling is, is all part of the, the fulfillment of the eternal word of God that is spoken into your life. So, and he will, he will cause you to, to um, explore your calling, explore the, the, the breadth of it. And there are different aspects of your calling that God will bring out in a particular season. Um, in my own life, I can actually pinpoint uh, seasons of my life where God tested me in certain aspects of my calling. Um, and it took 25 years from the time when God spoke very clearly through an audible voice um, that um, I would become one day a prophet to the nations. And even though at that time I thought this was just almost laughable, I thought this was crazy, it was impossible, it could never happen, but faith came into me, and, and in those 25 years, God caused me at different times in different seasons to explore aspects of my calling. So, for instance, a part of my calling is evangelism. I have a heart for the lost. I have a heart 
to to win the lost. And so, so I had a whole season of evangelism. And I would um, bump into people on a regular basis, pretty much, you know, um, several times a week, I would, I would have people, non-Christian people who didn't know Jesus, who I had the privilege and the pleasure of sharing Jesus with them. Um, sometimes these were very powerful divine appointments. Um, I can remember one time I picked up this, this married couple, this young couple, um, I used to drive a lorry, and um, I was driving along the big motorway around London, which is called the M25, and uh, we were driving along, um, and at one of the slip roads, I picked up this, this young couple, and we were driving along, and it came just about before I was about to drop them off where they were going, um, and um, I felt God gave me a picture uh, for the girl, for the lady. Uh, and in the picture, I saw her in this very dark religious institution. And, and she was in this institution and she was, um, there was a lot of fear and a lot of darkness and a lot of um, heaviness on this. And I, 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 I looked at her, I said, do you mind? I said, sometimes God speaks to me about people on a I said, do you mind if I just share this word with you? And she said, no, that's okay. And so I, I said to her, I said, I sense God is saying to you that you've had a very dark religious experience and it's put you off God. It's put you off God because you've associated God and Jesus with this religious experience that you've had and it's caused you fear and it's caused you heaviness and darkness. And she began to cry and cry and cry. And she told me that she grew up um, as an orphan uh, and she was in this Catholic school, which was a boarding school. And it was like a, uh, an old-fashioned monastic school. And the, the nuns there were very heavy people. And, and, and she was um, very badly treated as a child uh, through this religion. It was very heavy religion. And... Uh, and um, <clears throat> she began to cry, and, and both of those guys, they gave their lives to Jesus in the lorry. And, um, and um, she uh, uh, emailed me about a week later and said that their whole lives had changed because of this encounter. And this was just um, one of a number of encounters, like many, over a period of about two or three years. I could share lots of them with you. Um, and God trained me in evangelism. He trained me in, in learning to um, be available to uh, people who are not yet believers, people who don't know Jesus. And, um, trained me into hearing the voice of God for their lives. Trained me into um, showing love to people who are broken. Um, trained me in speaking about Jesus in a non-threatening way that didn't um, just preach at them, but sharing lo the love of Jesus with them. And he, he took me through a whole season of evangelism because that was part of my calling. Uh, another part of my calling was, was deliverance ministry or casting out demons. Um, and God took me, I can remember it as clear as anything. It was about 25 years ago in the early nineties. And, um, uh, 
God took me through about two and a half years of intensive training in deliverance ministry. Uh, I can remember the very first time um, was I was asked to speak on a um, in a little house group, uh, and I was speaking on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And after we'd done the teaching on the baptism in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, I said, "Is there anybody who would like prayer, prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit?" And this guy stood up and. This guy was a um, a big business guy. He had a uh, he was um, director, managing director of a big firm. He had lots of people under him. He was quite a wealthy guy, and he stood up and we began to pray. And suddenly, this demon manifest in the person, and he was writhing around, foaming at the mouth like a snake on the floor. And uh, the pastor's wife was present in the meeting, and. Her eyeballs, we, it was not a church that was used to that kind of ministry. It was not a church that was used to seeing that kind of, it was a, um, uh, a smallish church in the UK and uh, it was, they were not used to this type of thing. And, and I, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, what do I do now? And he's, he said, well, what do you think? Just cast it out. And I began to, to cast out this demon, and then I, I saw a picture of a, a knife. It was like in the spirit I could see this. Sometimes God shows me things in, in the spirit, and I can see like in a vision form. Uh, I saw a knife in his back, and I said to the Lord, what's that knife doing in his back? And God said, well, pull it out. So I pulled the knife out of his back, and all the demons that were in this man left him straight away. And within five minutes, this guy was running around hugging everybody, and he was free. He was completely free. And, and he, he told me, he said he'd just been through <clears throat> he'd just been through a very painful relationship, a divorce, and uh, and um, and his family had turned against him, and he was going through a very, very tough time. And <clears throat> and um, God just came and set him free and brought healing into into his heart through some of the brokenness in his heart. And, you know, you need to know that God, Jesus is the best psychiatrist that ever lived. He, I could tell you stories of my own life and the brokenness of my own life. And Jesus has reached into memories and things that have happened in my life, very dark things, very difficult things, and he's just brought incredible healing. And, and he, can, he can bring healing to any kind of situation. So God explores our calling, <clears throat> and he calls us to, to, to explore the different aspects of our calling. And now, now I know that I can do deliverance now. I know that I can do evangelism, um, but it's just a part of my calling. There was a season of leadership where I, for five years I was on a leadership of quite a big church in the UK, and, and I was on the leadership team, and God taught me about the mechanics of church and how church worked and um, in some ways, they were quite frustrating five years, but, but actually um, I needed to know those things because um, part of my work is and part of my calling is helping leadership teams, um, helping churches and leadership teams fulfill their church destiny. And so, so it was part of my calling. Um, I had a season of where I had intense preaching and God, I would preach a lot, you know, maybe twice a week for a long time. And 
you know, and God taught me about preaching. And I, when I first started preaching, I couldn't put two words together. I was so nervous. I was so, my, my, I was shaken. I would, um, uh, the sweat would be pouring out of me and I was really not a natural speaker at all. I mean, quite the opposite. But the Holy Spirit came on me and said, Alaric, you are called to speak for me. You are called, but you'll need my anointing. You'll need me. And the, and the Holy Spirit showed me about the anointing to preach and how to work with, the, with his speaking. And so I need that anointing every time, even doing this podcast, I pray and I cry out to God for anointing to come because I know in my own strength, I'm not a very good speaker. And so, so I need the Holy Spirit to help me to speak. And so he trained me in these different, he caused me to explore my calling, uh, the area of prophecy as well. There was, I had a whole season where we were prophesying. I must have given maybe a thousand, I don't know how many, hundreds and hundreds of words to people. Um, and interpreting dreams as well, and different aspects of the prophetic and prophecy. And, and I trained teams, and we took teams out into um, different parts of the UK and, and in other nations of the world. I trained teams in prophecy, you know, how to, how to uh, go and bring the prophetic into churches, into different situations. Um, <clears throat> and so we did um, uh, explore that aspect of my calling. In the healing ministry, last year particularly, God opened up the whole physical healing. And we saw many uh, miracles um, in Pakistan, Uganda, in India, in different parts of the world, uh, and in the UK as well. Um, we saw many miracles, like outstanding miracles. Like there was an 11-year-old boy in Pakistan who we, we prayed for. Um, he'd never walked. He was paralyzed in both legs and they were laying limp. They were, he couldn't move them. He had never moved his legs. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit and the healing power of God just came upon this boy and he got up and walked. Um, there was a blind guy who he hadn't seen for three years. All he could see was blackness and dark shapes. That's all. And, and after prayer, he was... He was seeing things on the wall. We got him to read things. He could see color. He could see light. He could read words. God had healed his eyes. You know, you know, we can't do this stuff, but Jesus is really good at healing. He's, you know, he really is. So this just caused me to explore my calling. Now, in the middle, in the midst of all that, there was also a series of tests in my character. And the same with Peter. You know, Peter experienced tests in his character. Sometimes he, he um, passed the test and sometimes he failed, you know. But you need to know this, that there are no failures in the kingdom of God. Did you know that? There are no failures in the kingdom of God. You know, you can't actually fail a test of God. You just get to take it again and again and again and again and again till you've passed you know, because God is, is in, so intentional and passionate about you becoming who you are. And so if you fail the test, God will just set another one up until you pass the exam in the spirit. Okay, and that's, this is the way it is. And you see that with the early disciples. You know, um, and Jesus sent out the 12 in Luke chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. It says, 
when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons, to cure diseases. He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. And whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave their town as a testimony against them. And he, he taught, he sent them out and he said, I've given you authority. Now you have to go out and do this stuff. Don't, you've seen me do it, now you go and do it. And this is Jesus' form of discipleship. This is how he worked. He's, it was three stages of discipleship. The first was this, you watch and I do. And the second stage is you do and I watch. And the third stage is you do and I'll go to heaven and send the Holy Spirit. And that was how it worked. And, and that is how it is today. And that's how we learn. We learn to, by taking steps of faith. We learn a, a, a series of tests. You know, I had a provision test. You know, I remember when my children were very young, years ago, we didn't have any money. In fact, we had to pray in money every single month. We were tight. And I can remember one particular week, we were so tight with money, we didn't have any money for food. We didn't have the money for food. And we lived out way out in the country in the UK in a, a little cottage surrounded by um, uh, grass fields for cattle. And, um, and in these... Uh, we just prayed at the beginning of the week. We said, God, you're going to have to provide for us because we don't really have anything, you know. And um, the first day, this old old man who we knew, a friend of ours, rang us up. He lived on his own. Um, he's getting on probably in his 70s, early 70s. And, and um, he, uh, he said, uh, this is a strange thing to say, but um, yesterday I ran over a hare. Uh, which is like a rabbit, for those of you who don't know. And I ran over a hare, and I cooked this this hare casserole called jugged hare. It's like a casserole with vegetables. And he said, it's far too much for me to eat. He said, can I come around and eat it with you? So this, this guy came around, and we had dinner. We had a lovely meal with him. And then the next day, um, I opened the front door, and somebody or an angel or something. I never have found out who left it, but um, somebody left a, a big hamper full of food, full of food and provisions. Now, we hadn't shared with anybody that we were hard up. We told nobody. And this hamper was on our doorstep. And it was tins of food. It was bread. It was all kinds of uh, food and provision and coffee and tea and stuff like that. And so... We were really blessed. The very next day, um, now we lived in this house for 10 years. And in this field, in the 10 years, I never saw one mushroom grow in this field, not one. And yet we went out on the Wednesday and the field was full of thousands of mushrooms. We were giving them away. We just, and, and God just, showed us he said he said Alaric I want to show you that I can be your provider I can be 
You provide. I am Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for you. Okay, and God spoke that word into our spirit. He, he said, I will supply all of your needs according to my glory in Christ Jesus. The riches of my glory in Christ Jesus. I will supply all of your needs. I will supply all of your needs. And then on the Sunday, we had our house was very, we didn't have any central heating. And our house, it was wintertime and our house was very cold. And particularly our bathroom was really cold. And on the Sunday morning, we prayed for a bathroom heater. We said, God, we haven't got any money to buy a bathroom heater, but God, you provided for this week with the food and you can provide a, a bathroom heater. And, and um, after church on Sunday, we were invited around for a meal to um, a friend's house. And this friend said at the meal table, said, you're going to think this is really silly, but said, I really feel I have a bathroom heater in my garage. Um, that I don't use anymore. Would you like it? <laughs> so, so we received this bathroom heater that we prayed for in the morning, you know. And God just began to show us and said, "Look, Alaric, I will provide for you." And so it's a, a provision test, a provision test. And there are many a test that I went through, tests of faith, test of integrity, you know, um, test where we would. Pay taxes when we should pay taxes, you know. Um, there were love tests, tests where people were very unkind to us and rejected us. And, and God, you know, and the temptation would be to hit back, you know, because we're hurt. And, and, and God showed us to love these people. You know, Jesus said, love your enemies. Uh, pray for those who persecute you. Bless those who curse you, you know. Come at it in the opposite spirit. You know, I haven't got time this morning to talk about that, but spiritual warfare isn't just casting demons out. Spiritual warfare is coming at whatever's coming at us in the opposite spirit. And by that, we, we diffuse the power of the enemy. And so I want to, to, to wrap up this talk to say that God is so intentional and so passionate about who you are and who you're becoming. And I want to encourage you to have a spirit of adventure, to have a risk-taking faith that Jesus will train you like boot camp, like armies, like um, soldiers are trained for their calling. This is, I call this boot camp, the school of the spirit, the training ground of the spirit. And it's like when you go to boot camp, God uh, your, your, the sergeant major will train you to uh, handle warfare. And whatever the calling, if you're called to mountain warfare, you will be trained in mountain climbing and in, in, in a mountain environment. You'll be trained how to use mount, the weapons that you need for mountain warfare. You'll be trained to use, um, you'll be trained how to handle things if you get captured. You'll be trained and you'll be taken through a series of tests. If your calling is desert warfare, he will train you how to handle a desert environment and the equipment needed for a desert environment, etc., etc. And God will train and will equip you um, uh, to endure and to handle your calling so that you have the, 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 the tools, 
You understand the weapons that you need. You understand the character that you need. You're at a level of authority that you need for your calling. And then what he will do is he will widen your sphere of influence. And gradually your sphere of influence will widen. Why? Because he will trust you with your calling. You know, sometimes it's not how much we trust God, but how much he trusts us. So I want to pray for us now in closing. I want to pray for us now in closing. And I want to say that if you're in that training season right now, I want to just pray for you that the Holy Spirit would equip you. Father, I pray for everybody, Lord, who's in that season, Lord, that you would train every one of us, Lord, for the fullness of expression of our calling. Train us in the weapons of our warfare. Train us to use the name of Jesus. Train us to use the authority that we have in Christ. Train us to receive healing when we need it, Lord. Train us, Lord, with a double portion of your love if we're in a season of conflict, Father. Lord, let your peace rise if we're in a season of turmoil and stress. Let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard and keep every one of you in Christ Jesus. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength, Father. Lord, <clears throat> equip them with the power to do your will. Lord, cause them to understand who they are, understand their calling, Father, and to be very fruitful, I pray, in the name of Jesus.